What the hell just happened? Did I just see what I just think I saw? Please tell me if I'm... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Denver Nuggets have once again came back 3-1 to one against a team in the playoffs. First, they came back on the Utah Jazz, 6 Now, they just came back and upsetted the Los Angeles Clippers in the second round. Flabbergasted. I feel bamboozled. Let us stray. Run amok. Flat out deceived. Hoodwinked. I think that was the last one I forgot. Where do I start? Where do I start? Um, well, you know what? I'll, uh, good God. Wow. I'll start with the intro. Okay. Start with the intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Irie Show. My name is Irie Harris. I am your host, and I am at a loss of words. Not for the Nuggets. Not for the Nuggets. I'm at a loss of words for the Clippers. This this may this episode may be a little longer. I don't know. Just check check and see how much time you know saying this left in this episode. Um, this, this if I'm not really constricting sentences like right now, then you know that this is for real. Now, look, I know I hadn't done any games in this series. I was actually going to do a game. Uh, I was actually going to do game five, you know, game five of this series. But I wanted to hold on, and this is why. I was talking to, to my bro, right? My, you know, my bro Mike, my roommate Mike, a.k.a. Mike Banger, a.k.a. Michael Bangerho. He will, he will Bangerho. Um. After game four, you know, the Clippers had won, and it looked like the Clippers had it in the bag. And, um, you know, people were just getting excited and everything for the Battle of LA in the Carver's Finals. We're talking about it. This was, you know, actually, this was sometime before game five of the series. And uh, we were talking. It was like, yeah, man, Clippers love, you know, 3 1. You know, looks like they're about to win. And as much as I wanted to agree, I told him, I said it. Two and two. I was like, as much as I want to agree, bro, I just, for, something told me that the Clippers did not have it in the bag. Something told me. Like, if you know me, how am I going to sit there and lie and say, yeah, man, the Clippers got it in the bag? I just, I just, I literally felt that they didn't. It, it was just something, man, that said that they did not have it in the bag. And not, um, I won't say, I won't go all the way and say it to the, okay, yeah, I'll say it. Something told me they didn't have it in the bag, you know, to the extent of even losing the series. Like, something just told me, you know, not just because the Nuggets won. Um, and that's what I had to tell people. It wasn't just because the Nuggets won uh game. Uh, it wasn't just because the Nuggets, they like, came back previously in the series in the first round, uh, three to one, because, that right there alone, you know, you shouldn't count them out. But it was really because of the Clippers, man. 
it was really because of the Clippers. I had to sit down and look at that team, look at that staff, and think, are the Clippers really going to get to the conference finals for the first time in franchise history? I don't know. I said that. I said, I don't know. My bro Mike was like, well, you know, he was like, man, like, I don't know, man. Look at the, you know, the Clippers got in the back. I'm like, nah, man, listen, I don't know. I just don't know if they have it in the bag, bro. Like, watch out for them nuggets. I told him because the Cavaliers pretty much have given the blue. Even though coming back 3-1 to one has already been done, the Cavaliers gave the, the right out nat- nationwide worldwide blueprint on how to come back 3-1, to one, you know. And especially this right here because it's at a neutral site. It's at a, um, you know, it's in a bubble for crying out loud. Everybody's staying in the same hotel. You could play some, you, you could be fighting with somebody in a game and see them three hours later in the hotel lobby on the other side or something, you know. That's what it is. But nonetheless, if your team, if your team agreed to, if everybody agreed, agreed to come back and play, well, damn it, you better be ready to play. So I, I don't know what the hell to say, man. I didn't really, I mean, you know, you know, like I prepped and everything. I don't want to seem like I'm just rambling on, but I'm just really at a loss of words. I think you guys are too. I really don't know how how the hell to react. I, it's like I do, but then I don't. You know, we'll see. But um, but yeah, it was really the Clippers because I felt like Kawhi would go out and do work. Like he did in game five, you know, um, or was it game five? Yeah, like he did in game six, you know what I'm saying? Really, it was Paul George, too, a bit, who, who was coming in doing work, um, you know, both of them dropping 30 or dropping 25, 28, and whatnot. But something just told me that they did not have it in the bag, you know? I think, you know what it was? When you look at Doc Rivers' resume, and I love Doc Rivers. I think he's one of the most elite you know, respected and very smart coaches in the league. I honestly do. I feel bad because his uh, Clippers resume in the playoff just has not matched up to that at all, especially second round alone. Um, so I'm just mad at that. I mean, uh, it's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. I feel like this is how I'm going to be, like, during this episode, I hope not. But nonetheless, Denver won Game Five. So all all you have to do is win. All you have to do is win Game Six. When you're down three one, you win Game Five. That's a start. It's expected. Okay, they just want to give it all their out, try to win this game. But then we got it. nope. They go out and win Game Five, and then they win Game Six. When you, I told my bro, I said all they have to do is win Game Five and win Game Six, and they got it. I told him that. I said, all they have to do is win game six. I, I, I was saying that they're probably going to win game five. So I said, they do that. All they got to do is win game six, and they got in the bag. And that's what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even want to. You see how disgusted I am with these Clippers, man? You see how disgusted I am with this freaking team, man? Where do I go from here? Where do I go? Where do I go? Oh. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about this. The game was tied uh, in the first quarter, twenty-four. Okay. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get get this out the way and then just go to the fourth quarter because where things took to get 
So it was tied, you know, in the first quarter. You know what I'm saying? Both teams, you know, they did fine, did what they could, you know, and everything. Uh, but then came the second quarter, and it was still a close game. It was a close game as expected, and at halftime, the Clippers were up 56 to 54. It's like, oh, okay, all right, bet. They actually want to come out here and play. It's cool. Swagalicious. Very swagalicious. Um, but then came the uh, the third quarter. And let me see real quick. Um, but then came the third quarter. Now, the third quarter, the Nuggets outscored the Clippers, you know, heavily 28 to 18. All right. So keep in mind, the Clippers were up 56 to 54 at halftime to 54. The Nuggets got 82 by the end of the third, while the Clippers only have 74. The Nuggets just came out. They The Nuggets have proved to be a second-half team. They have. Jamal Murray only had, what, like maybe 14, 16 points at the half. You know, he was like he was still getting his shots in, though. You know, he, he almost had 20 in that first half. He was getting his shots in from, you know, in below that elbow. Murray is just, yo, I'm going to get to him in a second. Him, that old Nuggets team. You know, I'm, I'm going to get to them in a second. Once I go over the game and stuff and go to that terrible fourth quarter, then I'm going to, you know, the Nuggets, and then I'm going to go with the Clippers. I, cause I'm going to go in. I'm going I'm going in. You heard? I'm going in. I'm going in. So, nonetheless, Nuggets come out. They're just raining threes. You know what I'm saying? Grand Millisap and whatnot. Millisap was making threes. I was like, wait, what? You're not out here playing like an old guy? You know? The Clippers just look lost, man. And um, but Kawhi was still coming through and whatnot. Uh, really, the whole team, that the whole Clippers team, just seemed to be playing. I won't say they weren't playing sluggish at times. It seemed to be playing a little bit more team basketball, just 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 by a bit. But um, but it was just the Nuggets that were just killing them defensively. And even at the uh, end of the quarter, when I want to say Monty Morris was that had that fadeaway. Uh, buzzer beater to end the quarter on Reggie Jackson. <sighs> All right, I got that out the way. And then comes the fourth quarter. Ready for this one? The Nuggets would outscore the Clippers twenty-two to fifteen. They won the game one hundred four to eighty-nine. But when I go into the fourth quarter. Murray just went off, as expected. 40 points in a game. Jamal Murray had 40 points. Guy was efficient as hell. 15 for 26 from the field. Six threes, by the way. Gary Harris out there showing how valuable he is. Getting a good 14 rebounds. Jokic just killing them. 16, 22, and 13 since he actually said it. 22 rebounds, 19 defensively. Millisap, those those two big threes that that he had in the third quarter were big because that got him that that gave him momentum going on run to where they were up by eight at the end of the third quarter. And then Grant out there showing how valuable he is defensively. Murray and Yogis were out there looking like Shaq and Kobe. God bless the dead. They killed them. They killed them. I really don't know what else to say. Murray was killing Beverly, making Beverly look like a not top ten defensive player and whatnot. 
you know, just draining just from far away. And you had to expect this, though, in the fourth quarter with around 8, what, like 840, uh, 840-something left. Doc Rivers calls a timeout. Doc Rivers knows that he's coaching for his life, coaching for his season, because he knows he may be fired. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He may be, though. It'll, be, it'll suck if he does, but I totally understand. Um, he calls a timeout. I don't know what he said in that. Um, I don't know what the hell he said during that timeout because the Clippers just came out and still did the same shit. Going the next three minutes, you know, from 840 something to like 520 something, they did. They only scored two points, you know. Now, nobody ever really scored like that. But still, the fact that the Clippers were not scoring at all, you know, and then the Nuggets just coming out defensively, playing that tight, you know, that tight uh, 2-3-D on them. Um, Paul George was uh, – uh, I'm going to get to the Clippers. I'm going to get to the players. I'm going to get to the shots. I'm going to get to that. I just want when it goes simply with the Nuggets and what they're doing, give them their props because they, they came out and they did their job and did work. All right. So, yeah, Yogis, Yogis is just a, a, a terrific – Shot creator, shot maker, um, you know, Nicole Yogic was, was out there just killing them, just killing them from wherever he was on the floor. Um, this, this team just played wonders. Murray was just making everything. He just could not be stopped in the fourth quarter. That's that. I, I, Kawhi couldn't guard him. Paul just couldn't. No, no, nobody could guard him. Nobody could guard him. And just when you thought it was going to get worse, uh, there was a steal against uh, when – I want to say it was Jokic that uh, got the steal when Kawhi tried to pass the ball. By the way, the Nuggets were up 98 to 80 at this point, and there was only like two, almost two minutes left in the, in the uh, game. And Grant goes down and makes the fast break slam, and, and the whole team is cheering and going wild and going crazy. And they deserve the right to, because now they're up at this point by 20 against the Los Angeles Clippers in game seven. And the Clippers, uh, the Nuggets ended up taking a series, 104-89. Congrats to them going to the conference finals. They'll play the Los Angeles Lakers. Shout out to Jamal Murray playing like MJ, playing like bubble TJ Warren. Just magnificent. If they do it, I don't, I'm not saying they will do this, but they, if they were to do like an all-bubble team or something, I would not. I, I would be just fine if he was first team, him and Jokic, you know, a point guard and center or whatnot or a power forward or whatever. I feel those two would be should be the first two. Just just off top of thinking about all the teams in the bubble. Off top. Um so yeah, they just wow. First conference finals appearance since uh two thousand nine when Carmelo was there and they're playing the Lakers. Last time the Nuggets got to the Crowns Finals, they played the Lakers and, you know, played Kobe. God bless his soul. Uh, now I got the Nuggets out the way, talking about Murray and just how crazy he went off, making fadeaway threes, going in for the floaters, making fadeaway elbow shots, and Jokic just draining from everywhere and them playing like a beautiful, terrific team. All right. I got that out the way. Oh, and then I just, you know, everybody made use of their Minnesota Nuggets team, too. That team... That team did shoot efficient, all right, almost 50% from the field. Uh, they did have 13 threes at a 37. That was still good enough. They made their free throws, by the way. Free throws count, ladies and gentlemen, 50 for 16 from the line. All right, I got that out the way. 
Now I'm gonna talk about you, bitch ass Los Angeles Clippers. Forgive me, forgive me. Feel my language. What the hell were y'all thinking after game four? Y'all had it in the bag. Y'all was good. LA Lakers scared of y'all. Did y'all even want smoke with the Lakers? I mean, to be honest, y'all didn't even want to play, right? Like, one of y'all, the, uh, the, one of the teams, a couple of the players that didn't even want to come back and play. And, we, and it was shown very early on when Lou Williams was at Magic City. Can you say titties over titles? I don't know how good the Magic City Wings is, but... Man. That fourth quarter was atrocious. I was hurting watching that fourth quarter. I wanted to cut my eyes out. Watch them, uh, well, not watch them, because I wouldn't be able to watch them, but let the squeeze them, let them bleed it up, and then burn them, and then cook it into a, an egg eye omelet or something. That's how I really felt. Every shot that these guys were taking was a brick and a brick and a brick and a brick and a brick. I could I, I could pull up the highlights. All you're going to see is bricks. That is all that you will see. Brick after brick after brick after brick after brick. Kawhi Leonard only had 14 points, 6 for 22 shooting. Paul George had 10 points and 4 for 16 shooting. The Clippers are now 0-8 all-time in games where they can clinch a, a, a trip to the conference finals, by the way. 0-8 all-time. So that's three... That's three in this series. That's three um, against the Rockets. Three against the Rockets. And then the other two, would I, I want to say they will be from 2014 when they were uh, tied 2-2 with the uh, OKC. No, wait, actually, no way. No, no, wait. No, no, no. It wouldn't be that. So then where would the other one be then? Wait, O and A all time, right? Let's see. We got this one. That's three. Yeah, three against the could have yeah, three there. Three against the Rockets. So then you got two left. So then the other one would be hmm, must have been much Oh, it might have been from 06. I think. But and anyway, oh and eight all time. Um this was the third time Doc Rivers was on a losing edge of a series where his team led freaking three to one. Yes, he's done it multiple times with multiple teams. First time was in 03 when Orlando was up against Detroit. Um, T-Mac was doing everything for that team, and they just blew it. And then it was in 2015 when the Clippers blew it against Houston. That was probably when – that was that was really, I want to say, when their window, that, that window for the Clippers team was starting to close. Once they started blowing it and lost, you know, 3-1 and blew it, yeah, that's when it started. And – even though that team went end off, um, you know, hey, you know, the Clippers get the team they got now, which has been in one season. I mean, this was the most relevant and most favorite they've been to win the finals ever in franchise history. Keep in mind, before this last decade, which has been the most successful decade for the Clippers in franchise history, they'd only been to the playoffs only a few times. And when I say only a few times, I literally mean you can probably count on one hand 
just how many times they've been to the playoffs. And we can go way back to um we can go way, way back to when they were uh in San in San Diego when they were yeah, like way, way back to when to when they were in Buffalo. All right. We we can go there. Okay. We can go there. When they were in Buffalo, where they were, um, actually, I won't really say that because in Buffalo they did get to the the playoffs three times. But when they were in San Diego, they didn't at all. And then with LA, the first times that they started getting to the playoffs was in the nineties. They got there three times, and then there was a drought, like a, a ten season drought, and they got to the playoffs all of a sudden in '06. Uh, where they uh, beat the Nuggets in the first round, and then they lost. Oh, uh, yep. And then they lost to the uh, the Suns in uh, the second round, four to three. They didn't blow a three one lead though. No, because the Clippers um, were actually now they were like you know they were deep underdogs. They were doing work though. They just came out all of a sudden and almost you know won that. And so after that, it's really when Chris Paul came to a franchise and he eventually Doc Rivers that this team which is in the playoffs every year. The only the only years of the, the decade where they weren't in the playoffs was the twenty ten eleven season and uh la um and the twenty seventeen eighteen season. Those are the only two the only two seasons during the decade for the Clippers that they were not in the playoffs. That's spoiled. Especially when you look at their their history. So to look at this team now and everything leading up to it very disappointing. Just, just, just a failed season. You got Kawhi Leonard, reigning Finals MVP. Somebody who, and honestly, I, I had to talk about this with my guys. This was the first time. This was the first, first game, the first time where Kawhi Leonard was uh, face pressure. You look, you look at his career. Spurs. He was already on one of the best teams in the league. The freaking Spurs were crying out loud, winning. Winning his team in the last twenty some years, you know, he was already good on a team with legends. Playing in the finals, look, twenty thirteen, you know, fourteen. You you'd be lying if you say you thought the Spurs were gonna win and have pressure to win. It was the Heat that were being favored and whatnot, you know, what I mean, to win those games. Um, and he just came out with a breakout star doing work against LeBron, defending him, slowing him down and whatnot. Twenty fourteen just comes out crazy, wins Finals MVP. After that, he's the new face of the franchise. There wasn't really no pressure after that. Still getting to the playoffs, just not really winning. Um, but then he was injured in the conference finals in 2017 against the Warriors. So now he's injured. Now it's, it's to come back. It's to get back. He gets back, but he he doesn't want to be in San Antonio anymore. Wanted to go to L.A. Doesn't happen. He goes to the Raptors for a season. And this season alone, he takes not only this city and his franchise, for the country of Canada. Oh, Canada. Leads into a world championship in, a, in his long season alone. You can probably say the best Raptors player in franchise history if you want. By the way, they were not expected to do that. We were so amazed by what Kawhi did that it was a legit argument. I don't care what y'all say. It was already a legit argument with him being a top five player. I don't know about the best, best player. He would have had to do the same thing he did during the, uh, this season and stuff. But, yeah, people went, went wild. I went wild, too. 
when he made that shot against my Sixers, boom. All right. So pretty much he could he could have had lost during uh, any time after the first round, of course, and that playoffs, and there would have been no you know really any pressure because nobody was expecting that Raptors team to go to, to do what they did. Pressure came when he left and went to the Clippers. Steph's staying in, in the weak East on a Raptors team in a city, a country that loves him and would do anything for him, let let him live there for free if he wants. He wanted to go back home. Can't be really mad. Dad, go back to L.A. People are talking about him going to the Lakers. Didn't even seem right. Wasn't until that, that, that Thursday night, you know what I'm saying, Friday night when uh, – the world bomb came, and we find out he's going to the Clippers and bringing Paul George with them. Now they're now they're they're favorites for the finals. Now they are finals favorites. The Lakers, the Lakers have just acquired. They they had just gotten um traded for Anthony Davis. Now the Clippers got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Battle of L.A. The winner, the real winner, and all that was the Staples Center. The owner of the Staples Center. Now we're ready. The Clippers roster, Kawhi Leonard, as I was talking about, you got Paul George, who, now look, Indiana Paul George was raw, okay, that was the best he's done in the playoffs, can't be mad at that, he was young and everything, you know, he's doing work, doing work, they were just losing, it wasn't until after the injury and him going to OKC that we would really see the flaws in this playoff uh, game, and boy, oh boy, what do he be stinking it up? With the Thunder, he didn't get past the first round at all, including, you know, the game just both times, you know. when that, His season in OKC would end in first-round losses, him stinging it up in the first round. Now he's with the Clippers that can throw that all away. So they're reminding us. You know what, though? The first round against the Mavericks was really the first red flag. I even said it too because they were tied two two against the Mavs. It took Luca going wild, just wilding out on them with a forty point double double for the Clippers to wake up and go score one fifty in the next game and do work. If the Clippers were that good, why didn't they sweep him? You know, in the first round, especially given that KP was ejected or hurt, but let, yet they let they let them win two games. So that was the first red flag, and then it just like they just thought that they had it in the bag. Like, they were just, it was a guaranteed, you know, final spot, college final spot. Because then you got Paul George who was thinking it up, pandemic P, sadly. And um, it, it was that way, you know. But then but then, but then, then they went in series, so it wasn't spoken about like that much after. But then you go into the second round. They're up 3-1. And when they could have, yeah, when they could have won, they didn't. Paul George stunk it up in the in, in the game seven, especially in that fourth quarter. And I was so disgusted to hear him after the game talk about it was not a championship robust type season. I don't know what the hell he's telling himself. I don't know what type of narrative or fantasy world he thinks he's living in, but he better wake the hell up before he's out of the league or something, playing in China, going to the playing in the freaking Euro League, Maccabee Tel Aviv or something. I don't want to go in on him. He just, I'm so disgusted. Lou Williams. Sweet Lou no more. You dry Lou. Lemon pepper Lou. Dry ass Lou. What the hell? All these games in the series when you guys could have clutched, including this game, 
You just do bad. You're not scoring at all. You only had seven points in this game, seven. Three for 11. You're not dropping 20 off the bench. What the hell? The best player in that game for the Clippers was Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell dropping 27 for 10 from the field, 70%. You know? This whole team, this whole thing was just, oh, my gosh. I'm just so I'm so disgusted. This may be the only episode you guys hear me saying, oh, my gosh, and not finishing complete sentences as much as I have in today. Because that's just how disgusted I am with this team. And I just feel very disappointed that we don't get to see the Battle of L.A., but also that this Clippers team failed again, and now they continue the curse of Conference Finals, the Conference Finals curse. Is it a coincidence that the first season Chris Paul is out of L.A. and with another team that they make the conference finals his first one, by the way? I think not. Clippers got a lot to go into the offseason and talk about and think about. A lot to do. Let's see if there's a coaching change or not. Um, You know... Man, this is bad. This is bad. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just head out now. Okay, you guys have a good one. Uh, thank you for coming and listening, hearing a little bit of a rant. Um, there will be some changes, whether it's trading Pat Beverly or firing the coach or whatnot, or you know, contract negotiations again or signing and training. I don't know. But whatever the Clippers got to do, they better do it. Because I don't want to see this type of performance ever again. Breaking from the side of the hoop, not even hitting rim, hitting all air when taking. Uh, I'm, I'm out. Y'all have a good one, man. I'm out. Peace out.